Now there's going to be one or two scriptures that uh, hadn't been passed on to the whatever you call that back there, the dugout or wherever Brother Nick's at. But I want to, we, we sang that, Seek ye first, seek. And my favorite scripture is this. It is Proverbs 25, uh, verse 2. It says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. But the glory of kings is to search out a matter. How many of you like mysteries? I like I like mysteries. Most of them, if they get too uh, too bloody or whatever, I you know I don't. Or if the main guy gets beat up too much, I I don't like that. So anyway, I want tonight. I want us to pursue. I'm going to preach. I'm going to throw some stuff at you. Okay? Is that is that cool? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, OU's playing tonight. Why not me? I want to throw some stuff at you. But I want you to turn to Luke chapter 11. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 13. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Hmm. We're just going to stop there at verse 4. I want you to look at the very first line. It says, Our Father. And this is what I like. I like the Easter season when when uh, we started pursuing, you know, how, how the Son took His blood, paid the price and all that. But that's what He, that's what he was telling them in... John, I think it was chapter 14, he says, you know what? He said, there's something that I have to do before you can have a relationship with the Father. Now see, they, they weren't used to this. They're breaking into a, a brand new season, a, a brand new uh, theology and all of this. And they, there were some that was ready to, you know, to have it. And then there was some that would, you know, kick and scream and everything else. And, uh, you know the you know the story, but he just said, "Our Father, we have within us we have a, this deep need of a paternal being involved in our lives. It's it's just there. It, we're born with that." And then it talks about, you know, hallowed be your name. There there's another scripture that I want to look at that I don't think I put it it to the bullpen or whatever. That's what I was trying to think of a while ago. <laughs> but I, it, it's Psalms 100. Now this is all free. You, you don't have to, you know, if you want to write things down, that's fine. But this is how we are to begin our services if we want the presence of God to be active 
and activated as we come in. And it says there in, in Psalms 100 verse 4, it says, enter his gates. Talking about a protocol. I talked about this when I preached on the kingdom of heaven. But it just says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Now I want you to hear this. This is instruction. I'm, I'm a, I was a, a daddy. I was a, I'm still a father, but I'm not a parent anymore because anyway, we won't even go into that. That's a birthday sermon. But it just says, enter his gates. It, it tells us how we are to approach God. Now what does it say? The, the first word that gives instruction is thanksgiving. Then it's as we go into his courts, it's with praise. Be thankful. So it's talking about how we are to approach the presence of God, how we're to enter in, and our attitude. Be thankful. Are you thankful tonight? Yeah, praise God. He's been good to us. He's brought us through a year that we don't ever want to have a do-over or anything like that. Amen. But he just says, this is, this, if you will do this, if you will just mark that scripture, put it in your mind, and then let it get in your spirit. Enter his gates. doesn't say with intercession. It doesn't say with, Lord, this is what I want. Because you see, if we want to please God, we've got to go according to scripture. And so we are to enter his gates. Amen. Thanksgiving. Amen. Thanksgiving. And then go into his courts with praise. Amen. So I have to already have an attitude adjustment there. And it doesn't matter what happened on the way to church or before <laughs> church or during the middle of the week after church or whatever. But this is what he wants. Enter his gates yes. with thanksgiving, with praise. And be thankful. And then we just simply bless his name. So what I'm saying is we have the paternal need, our father. We want God's presence because, you know, if, if you don't want God's presence, stay home. <laughs> just in your living room, you can, you know, create something there. I don't know. But it says God's presence, hallowed be your name. And then it just enter his presence through praise. Call him Father because Jesus Christ, he told, he told uh, Mary Magdalene, he said, you know, don't cling to me. I've got to go to the Father and take care of some things so you can have a relationship with a Father. Amen. And see, and this is one of the things got Jesus in trouble. He you know, he was claiming to be the Son of God and, oh, you know, the, the some denomination didn't, you know, appreciate it. But anyway, so then the third thing is God's priorities. Your, your kingdom come. Now, let me tell you, when we pray, because we're going to talk about prayer tonight, but when you pray... Don't try to get your will done in heaven. Yeah. 
that's what we that's what we think of. Lord, I want you to hear my intercession. You know, I've I've come through the the gate and I've come into your presence and I've done all that. But now, yeah, whatever. But he just says, Your kingdom come. Declare that his kingdom shall be established in yourself. And that that's that's doing something. Declare the kingdom in yourself, in your loved ones, your church, and then here's the the biggie, in your nation. And so we are to have him established in us, in our families, get him reestablished in our nation. You know, there's there's more than ten righteous that you know that are out there in this world. So we have to come. And we have to, with our attitude, with our posture, with who we are, we come and we show people that we are a thankful people. And then I like this because this is teaching us how to have what God wants us to have. The fourth thing is God's provision. Just simply says, give us. We are to pray daily. Daily. I wouldn't even dare go there. Angels won't even go there. They dare not tread. Do we pray daily? Asking him to supply all our needs. And then we go, God's forgiveness. We need forgiveness. We want forgiveness for us. So if I receive God's forgiveness, guess what? I have to give it out. And let me tell you what, if you've been around the people I've been around, <laughs> that's that's the the inspiration of the Holy Spirit working through us sometimes. But you you have all there are people out there that rub you the wrong way. Yeah, I mean it, that's just a fact. There are people out there that find your last nerve. There are people that will test your patience and cause your patience to come back negative. Oh, now everyone. Oh, y'all, I'm in the wrong church. <laughs> y'all already got this down pat. <laughs> but he just says, you know, give forgiveness. Walk in love. Forgive others. But we have to know we're not to be doormats, okay? And and I, I want somebody to to go up on the hill and explain that to a, a group of people that you know that they have a uh, political name, and we won't go into that. But they both need it. But anyway, uh, we just need to to forgive, walk in love, give forgiveness, and then six is. Do not lead us, but deliver us from the evil one. In other words, we can pray a hedge of protection about ourselves and our loved ones and verbally put on the full armor of God. And then the seventh thing is just this divine partnership. Praise God for sharing his kingdom and his power and his glory with us. That, that's, that's what he loves to do. He loves to share that with us. And so 
let's participate in it. So we come now and we we got that. The model prayer. And and here's something I want to since there's some of you that like the mystery. It, it says up here, it says, Now it came to pass he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Now we got that. As John also taught his disciples. Your homework for this week is I want you to find where that's recorded because I haven't, you know, done exhaustive research on it. But but when I read scripture and there's something that stands out, you know, we we really don't hear that much of, of, of we hear a lot about John the Baptist, but not him interacting with his disciples. We we know him because he was the cool guy in the woods. You know, he had a, a leather belt. He he ate locusts and wild honey. And uh, there's a, a new bug that they're putting chocolate on now. Have you seen that? Yeah. Just uh, brother Les, you may need to get some barf bags. I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> But it's, you know, but he was there. And what I like about John the Baptist was he was real. He wasn't Mr. Super Spiritual or whatever, but he was just doing what God had placed in his heart to be done, to be accomplished. And he served his purpose. And as a matter of fact, I really don't want a John the Baptist type ministry. It didn't end well with him. Okay, I mean it. It actually did, but you know, I've I've lost my mind sometimes, lost my temper, and, but I never have lost my head. So we we come and we let me find my outline or how to throw stuff at y'all. Mm-hmm. I want you to turn to. Romans 8 26 it says likewise the spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but he or the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. There are things that are going on in my life, in my family's life. There's things that is going on in my state and in my America. I, you know, sometimes I, I know how to pray, but I won't recite my prayers that I pray to you all because we would have to have an altar call, okay? For me. But it says that now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So our desire, our pursuit of God and how to pray should simply be this. I want to know the will of God and I want to know all the things that you have to do to accomplish that because there it comes with some things that we have to do. You know, because we can, you know, we could say, well, Lord, you know, 
I'm going to pray today for all the needs in the world and in my family. Your will be done. And then I go get my coffee and I live happily ever after the day. Yeah, no, no that, that's, that's not what it's about. So there's things that we need to as Christians because our very lives depend on this. And so we don't know what to pray for as we are. So the first thing I want to throw at you is give me a definition of needs versus wants. If you want to. If not, just sit there and just glare at me. Yeah. Yeah, I want all your emotions expressed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What is the difference in need? Lord, now I need... Debbie can tell you I have some strange needs. If it's a little miniature, anything, I I need it. I want it. I you know I just combine both of them, and so that you know really puts pressure on her to take care of her honey. But needs. What are the real needs? What are the real needs of others? Now you, how are how are we going to find that out? the real needs of others. That we need more recess time at church. Yeah. But but the recess time comes with the suppers, the the lunches, the time. And do you know what? This This is cool. You can get together with people in your family outside of church. Yep. And all of us want to get with, with our pastor. And I'll tell you that after church when I'm not on television. Yeah. <laughs> what is the will of God respecting these things? Wants, needs, the needs of others. So, so, so what is it about? What is the will of God? The Holy Spirit, he, he helps us. He helps us to pray, to acknowledge those things. He interprets our prayers. He does so according to the will of God. So in other words, when we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come is what we want. We don't want our will done in heaven. We want His will to be done on this earth. And that's exciting. That's going to cause you to work overtime because Scripture says we are to occupy till He comes. And there's a whole lot of occupying that needs to be done between now and then. And I mean, there's been times that, you know, I said, Lord, I can't handle any more of this. Just come and get me now. And uh, so He just, you know, the Holy Spirit interceded for me and said, well, we're not through with you yet, Berlin, but anyway. (laughs) We have to understand doing the will of God doesn't leave us in a passive posture. We pray and the Spirit makes them effective. The second thing, I want you to go to Psalms 37. Psalms 37, verse 4. 
It says to delight. So as we're learning to pray and to do what God has for us, we want to know what the will is. We want things to happen. We want His kingdom to be established in the earth. And so what and how do I pursue that? And right here, delight. Now every one of you here, I've, I've visited with you and we're getting better acquainted and all that. You all are a delight to be around. And so you don't, you don't have far to go. You may have already arrived and you're just saying, Lord, we're trying to get our, you know, Brother Merlin to a little more delightful or whatever. But he said, delight yourself also in the Lord and He shall give you the desires. Oh, we like that. We, we, can, we can just open up the Bible and just pick that one out. We don't care what the context is or whatever. We like that because we want Him to give us the desires of our heart. Hmm. The purpose of prayer, I just said, is not to get man's will done in heaven, but it's to get God's will done on earth. And he loves those people out there just a little bit more than I do. A whole lot more than I do. But I'm learning. that I've said this before, uh, that, that there are some of you that were just easy to fall in love with. There was some of you that I'm still learning to love you. No, I'm not. No, that's, that's what you are towards me. That's, you know, anyway, better not stick there I'll be back there in Brother uh, Les's hole that he digs sometimes. If we delight in the Lord and seek to please Him, then something is going to happen to our desires. Guess where desires come from? When, when we're born, when we're born again, God takes different things and He places them. He just plants them in us. He, he gives us our personalities, and that's why that uh, we need to realize God doesn't want to change your personality unless it really needs changing. He wants you just like you are because He loved you enough to make you like we are. And so that, that's neat. That, that settles a whole lot of issues in, in my life, and I hope it does yours. He created us just the way we are, and he did that because he wanted somebody to love. And let me tell you what, there's a lot of love going on just in this family. Mm -hmm. This family right here. And so that, that, that's why I want to encourage you that if you don't have a church home, this is one. This Just we call it home. And, uh, you know, just or if, if it's already your home, come home. You know, ollie ollie out and free. I, I'm not really sure how many of you are still you know, wandering around out there in your living rooms or whatever, but that that's the pastor's job. But he just says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I've had, man, let me tell you what, I wanted, I wanted, when I got out of the Navy, I wanted some stuff for my 64 Impala. And one of the things I desired is sitting in the back row back there right now. <laughs> she liked my Impala. She did. It was it was deep. But he will give us the desires of our heart. That's what scripture says. 
So if we delight in the Lord and we seek to please Him, then something is going to happen to our desires. (laughs) Because sometimes we need a little nudging or we need to get back into Scripture and kind of realign our desires. Our prayers will become a reflection of God's own desires in our heart. This is not back there in the bullpen. John 4.34, just, you know, Google it or, you know, search it out or whatever. But we need never fear, to never fear God's will. We don't have to do it. If we're praying in the will of God, we need never fear the answers that He will give to us. And then I want you to go to 1 John. 1 John 3. If we want to pray in the will of God, then we must live... Yeah. See, there's requirements. We want, we want God's desires for our life because He knows better than we know. And He knows exactly what that is inside of us that we struggle with, and He knows the desires. So if we want to pray in the will of God, then we must live in the will of God. How do we do that? We get into Scripture. We start searching out the mysteries of God to find out those things that that we're lacking in or when we read a certain verse or whatever that he wants us search it out it's it's concealed in scripture because this is this is really kind of how it is when you first got saved god spoiled you yeah he spoiled us but he wants you to grow up and he wants you to pursue things on your own he wants you to search god delights to answer emergency prayers. You ever had an emergency prayer in the last 24 hours? Yeah. There, there's, there's something. We, we have. And he, he delights in answering those. But if we will live in the will of God, our emergency prayers will start getting less and less and less. Amen. And that's exciting. That, that's what God does in our lives. Living in the will of God tied to accomplishing things in prayer, developing a spirit of prayer, that's probably... Somebody real quick turn to 1 Thessalonians 5.17 and read it. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Pray without ceasing. That's my favorite scripture. <laughs> I can memorize that. I just didn't choose to tonight. <laughs> but that's it. How in the world do you pray without ceasing? And so we have to, this is what, it, it's in there. It is for our admonition. It's for us to learn from. So how do we do that? But prayer's not something that we do as much as something that arises out of what we are. <laughs> That's neat. Because I promise you that if you want 
God to place His desires. You want to your desires to line up with His scripturally and all of that. Then we can come and we can accomplish something that is fantastic. Because when you see prayers start being answered for your neighbors, for your families, for your loved ones. And by the way, I had church Sunday morning. I had church. Man, I learned something. I learned, you know, I've, I've been doing all this preaching and throwing out there, you know, faith and all that stuff. But I never really delved into, you know, trust trust and obey there's no other way you know but there has to come that trust that trust that trust is proven over a period of time and the more that we do and pursue the will of God and it just becomes second nature to us that's just part of us when things start happening that you interceded for or you prayed for or you desired in your heart to happen. It's exciting. And we will even give up some of those brunches on Sunday after church when things start happening. And it's it's exciting to watch God move. By the way, God, He's wanting to give us revival. But He wants us to take it further than it's ever been before. Amen. Brownsfield, Brownsfield, that, anyway, that uh, revival, I mean, it lasted for a couple of years, three or four years, whatever, I, you know, all that. But you see, what needed to take place was transformation. There need to be a transforming take place. We need revival. We won't even care about transformation until we are revived again and we enter into the things of God. We get excited about God. We get revived. We're alive and all of that. But then comes that we need that transformation to take place. Verse 23 says, and this is his commandment. And we don't like that word commandment. Do you? <laughs> you don't, have, don't answer, don't raise your hand, don't shake your head. But anyway, and this is his command. You see, commandment, we think of the, you know, the, the Moses commandments and all this stuff. But this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. Believe on the the name of His Son. Love one another as He's given us commandment. And there are five secrets of answered prayer. And it's found in 1 John 3.22. The first one is this, freedom from condemnation. If you feel condemnation in your spirit or, or when you're just you know, really pursuing the things of God, it's not coming from Jesus, the Holy Spirit, or the Father. It's not. It's, it's, we, are, we get convicted. That's how God deals with us. So Romans 8.1 You can write that down. This is part of your homework. 
freedom from condemnation, confidence in God, Acts 4.13, asking, Matthew 7.7-11, 7, Luke 11.9-13, and keeping God's commands, 23 and 24 of 1 John 3. Pleasing God, Hebrews 11, 6, and James 1, 5 through 8. And that is the secrets to answered prayer. Take those, lay that out, pursue that. We just go and, and we have to dig those things out. We have to look and we have to desire to do that. And so by desire for us, is that we come, that we accomplish, that we pursue all the things that God wants us to do. So it's pray in His will that will take time, that will come and walk in the will of God. And we will see transformational stuff because we have, we have settled too long on the passivity of Christianity. You know, because I really like that, you know. Lord, your will be done. Yeah, I, I want these things, but your will be done. He says, why don't you, Verlin, just kind of get into Scripture since your favorite uh, deal is Proverbs 25 too, and check out some of those concealed things that I have put in there because part of the excitement of being a Christian is getting into his word and I promise you every time you do you will see something new Amen. that you've read ten times or whatever and this is what's beautiful about being a Christian and having a pastor that follows God is that when he speaks the word out of the Bible that very thing that we have need of in our life it will just start leaping on the inside. And it will cause us to respond to what our pastor is talking about. It gets us excited. That's what I was thinking. Thank you, Lord, for laying that on our pastor's heart because that's what I want to do. And I just, he just, he just been pretty active in our midst. I like that. I, I get used to that. We don't want to get used used to it, but we just keep pursuing, praying in the will of God, walking in the will of God, and then those things, we will start seeing that revival. We'll see things uncovered, <laughs> exposed, and all of that, and then he's going to come for his family, and I'm looking forward to that. You know, I uh, that concludes the sermon. But I but I have a question for you. What do you think the Christians that are in heaven and the saints of old? What what do you think they're doing? H have you ever thought about it? you know what what's my mom and dad and Debbie's mom and dad doing in heaven? Are are, are they? Going to Wednesday night service? 
I don't think so because I don't think there's any night up there because Jesus is up there and where he is there's light so but I but I wonder you know and and I've even checked out soul sleep now my credentials might be recalled tomorrow or whatever but I mean Paul talks about and he fell asleep and and I wonder about these things because I know one of these days it's either by rapture or by naturally just getting old and decrepit is that I'm going to be there. And did you ever see the movie Coma? <laughs> okay, anyway, we won't go there. It's not a Christian movie. It wasn't produced by TV. <laughs> but anyway... But we, we wonder. And so one of the things that I do is that I get all the, the books and the things, the study helps that I can get a hold of, and I start pursuing those things. And pretty soon you just kind of fall in love with Scripture. Amen. It, it is so neat. It, it, it's awesome. And His Word is forever settled. And so... One of the things that we need to happen in our lives is we need to get it settled. And since I've already concluded, I turned it over.